connect. The light turns on and it's a go. Go for it. Is it a go? Yeah. Intrad oh. you're, you're leading the way here. <laughs> Hi, welcome to Let's Talk Real Estate, where buyers and sellers gain insight in today's real estate market. Today is Freeform Friday. Freeform Friday. Woo! Oh, hey. Here yeah, we go. so now we've got. Now I can see. Scoot your right a little bit. That's what I needed. I need to see how close it was. Okay, and then I will hopefully not be cut off in the frame. Can we start over? Nope. We're gonna put we're gonna put all this out there because this is your first show that you're doing. It's the real deal. Okay. Uh, where are we? Today's Freeform Friday. Freeform Friday. Woo! <laughs> Sorry. I'm a little loopy because I'm so excited that I have two buyers under contract as of yesterday. Two new buyers. New buyers. Yeah, like well, five. yeah, I have more buyers. Yeah, like under five under contract. But two new. <sighs> In Very this, cool. In this seller's market, it's fun times out there. Yes, she got, <laughs> in a seller's market, she got a buyer under contract at 141 price <laughs> point, list price. That's under list, that's list price. That's really good. That's hard. Mm -hmm. That's hard to even find those. Still available. I know, with a garage. What? What? <laughs> okay, so today um, we're going to answer some questions that have come up over this last week and some of these are more buyer focused because we've been working with a lot of buyers recently. Um, and we're going to talk about other things that our clients have asked us. Some of these are our opinion. Well, a lot of it's our opinion. Yep. But our opinions are worth opinion. something. It's a professional opinion. It's our opinions, but it's grounded in fact. It's grounded, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully grounded in some facts. Yes. Okay. So. Um, oh, man. Number, let's, let's start so with... So let's start with the first question. The first one. And so number one, um, we're kind of at the start of the buying process after we've got everybody qualified and everything. Mm -hmm. uh, do you take buyers around in your personal vehicle? I got this question this week. Um, I don't. Uh, and the reason is, um, you know, it's, it's really kind of up to the client. But I mean, like over the years, most of the clients, if we're going to go out and look at homes... Uh, usually send them a schedule in advance and we show up at the first house. Yeah. And usually that's what most people expect. Uh, my very first client many years ago, uh, he may be the only one who said, who told me, hey, let's show up at this this uh, uh, RTD parking area. And he jumped in my car. And I was like, <laughs> I was like okay, let's go. I was, he, was my, he was my first client. And I thought, all right, well, let's do it this way. And, and we had a great time. And it's now, did you know him? Like, how well did you know him? And he jumped in your car. I okay. Well, I didn't. Everybody, <laughs> every, Jen, everybody likes me. I know that. Me. But how comfortable? Like, I don't know how comfortable I, comfortable I would be with somebody jumping in my car. I was a little older. I mean, I was comfortable. I could, I could take him if I okay. needed to. You weren't. I could take him out. Worried about your safety or anything. I was not worried about my safety. That is one of the issues, though. Seriously, is you know, yeah. with safety and do you feel comfortable? Um, also, too, uh, there's. There's insurance uh, considerations as well. So if you if you think that you even might have somebody in your car previewing homes, make sure that your brokerage is an added insured on your auto insurance. Yeah. So that's just something to throw out there. Most of the time, I just meet them at the back in the day. We used to train agents, and and in this way we did it, uh, we would meet all all of our clients at the office because yeah. it was a gauge of seriousness if they would, they kind of expected that. And it's People, kind of an opportunity to show up this like, look at our grand office. Well, yeah, and no, get the, dog and, the dog and pony. But the thing <laughs> is like, 
And in some brokerages, in some, I should say, some areas of the country, it still is that way. Like the East Coast mm-hmm. uh, is much more, they're going to yeah. meet, but it's much more, it's more formal. Yeah. Denver, Colorado ain't that formal. Really? I mean, we dress pretty up. pretty cash. Look at We, I mean, you, yeah. <laughs> it's not, not that formal. My... Our clients aren't that formal. Mine no. aren't. I don't know about yours. Mine no. And I, my clients have told me that they appreciate that I'm not too formal. Okay. I'm I'm intelligent, but I don't feel. So why like we're, why are we, we're talking yeah, about? Yeah, so we're talking cars. No way we got into formal we're, stuff. Well, so, well, I think it plays into it too because somebody said, "Well, um, this is not somebody I knew very well, but they said, well, you know, well, you probably have a fancy car because you're a realtor, so don't you take people, you know, drive it?" And I just yeah, they think we're all rich and we're driving Rolls Royces. I think there's there were some people who put out that impression, and yeah. um, I have a Dodge Grand Caravan. <laughs> 18. 18 band. It's the 18 band. And I love it. And it rocks. Um, But honestly, if I had more than one person in the car, I'd have to move the kid seats. Mm -hmm. And that's, I clean it, but. Your your husband your husband Tim should go as like Mr. T or something mm -hmm. one Halloween and get get your two boys like dressed up and Uh, one of them be Hannibal and the other. Hawkeye? It's a crazy. There's Is a, it Hawkeye? Is he crazy? I don't remember. I don't either. But My anyway, dad used to watch it. So we're this okay. So vehicles. Yes, I agree. Though I I meet my clients at the home, and what I do is I give them when we meet at that first home, I give them the information on that home, and then before we leave for our next home, because you're usually going to see three or four at a time, I give them mm-hmm. the information on the next home. So. My intent is they have some downtime after we've looked at the first house and discussed it, talked about, you know, the scale. Then they have time together as a group or if it's just an individual to just reflect on that home without me there to give them time to think a little more about it if they have any questions. And usually by the time we get to the next place, they'll have come up with a few questions they might want me to ask the listing agent or might have changed their opinion after reflecting. Mm-hmm. Um so it gives them that time, and it also gives them then that time if they don't need to reflect on the other homes, um, whoever's not driving, <laughs> to look at the information on the next home we're going to, so they know what they're looking for. Yeah, give them time to process the it's information. All, yeah. It's a lot. Even we and we, you mentioned four homes or four. I I like to maybe go to four or five homes. That's pretty much per day. It's a lot of information to mm-hmm. process. So what you're saying is, you know, give it them. Just having the, the fact that you're traveling separately yeah. gives them a little bit more time to process. I mean, they could just, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. And it's also safer because I like to chat. And when I chat and I drive, I get distracted. So you're saying it's that it's safety for yourself. For everyone's safety. For everyone's safety for on the road. For everyone's safety on the road and in reason. my vehicle. It's just better if I um, am right. listening to, you know, the gal who's telling me to, to turn left and, and not... I would say I would say it's always to me it's always up to the client and some agents and I know some experienced agents have said they like the windshield time mm. they like that time maybe they can drive and talk oh, unlike good for you them. Good unlike for them. you <laughs> and they and they have that connection um, yeah. you know with the clients and 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 it, and it helps build the the trust or whatever I do that in the houses though I have house time there you go there you go as <laughs> preference right do we do we answer that question I I think so. The why do you and why not, or why would you take a client in the car to go look at homes? No, maybe if I had a client who was in from out of town ah. and didn't know the area, you could pick them up at the airport. I would, yeah. yeah. If we've had a good rapport, and and uh, especially if I, you know, 
I've already built some trust with them and they've mm -hmm. talked to my lender and I know they're not crazy. Um, I would probably yeah. pick them up at the airport. A pre-qualified buyer. Oh, of basically. course. Yeah. Well, we don't show any don't, homes. No. We don't ever. We're, they wouldn't even. Yeah, we, Again, yeah. safety, making sure that we're um, showing people who really can buy and not wasting anyone's time. Yeah, pre-qualified buyers. All right. Yes. So what, Jen, what yes. is the... Next question um, is about earnest money. Earnest um, money? So earnest money, people want to know, do I have to give them all of that or should I give them more? You mean what's requested yeah. from the seller in the MLS? Yeah, so when we see in the MLS, um, you know, you've got a $300,000 house. And let's say they want 3500 in earnest money. That's pretty reasonable. That's about 1%, you know, percent, maybe a little bit more than 1%. Right. Um, or they want ten thousand dollars. Ten thousand on a three hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, I've seen it too. <laughs> that's a little. That's a little rich. So it's you know, do I have to give all that, or if it's you know, three thousand dollars, can I give more? What will giving more do for me? It it, it depends. Like that's my answer for everything. It depends. It's easy answer. Um, and it, we're done. And we're done. <laughs> See you later. No, it does depend, and and you know the earnest money. Let's say you're not doing a VA loan. Let's say you're doing either an FHA loan or a conventional mm -hmm. loan where there's some money down. Mm -hmm. um, the earnest money is normally part of that down payment. Mm -hmm. So I view it as... But you do I, still have to put earnest money down for a VA loan. I mean, for the transaction. Correct. For the transaction. That's correct. It's one of the elements and of the... And not to get confused. For any first time... Oh, well, let's talk about that. There. Let's talk about that first. <laughs> Elements of a contract, of a valid contract. One of the elements of a valid contract is, uh, from the lawyer's standpoint, is what's known as consideration. Consideration is money in, in, in our contracts. Because it says, ah, it says, money? it says, well, in our contracts, <laughs> yes, it says okay. earnest money. Consideration in, in, with lawyers and other things in other worlds or whatever, yes, could be a, anything given up for, you know, or something else. Oh, my phone just went off here. Sorry. My Siri, my Siri. Is she looking up earnest Siri, money? Siri just like starts asking <laughs> questions. She's like, are you okay, Keelan? Yeah. For the purposes of this discussion, <laughs> earnest money is consideration. And there are no, there's other than having consideration, mm -hmm. consideration would be $1. Yeah. Other, you know, but yes, we've got consideration. There are no technical rules for how much right, right. Uh, earnest money is the right amount or there is no right amount or wrong amount. Uh, there are no rules for how much earnest money. So in a, a listing agent, we know this, but you know, when they put that in the MLS, yeah. um, it depends on the seller. Mm -hmm. If they're like, nope, I want this amount of money and blah, blah, blah. But really, I've, there's we've no seen... Rules, but there's kind of expectations. There's an expectation. It's a no. It's sort of like, if you think of it as a tradition, yeah. if you think of it as the way we work, if there is a legal ask, the component to it where, yes, we do have to have some kind of consideration yeah. whether it's a thousand dollars two thousand dollars three thousand they could ask for ten we might submit an offer with five mm -hmm. um, there's no rule because ten on three hundred thousand is a lot that's a little steep I mean usually it's around one percent I mean uh, it just and varies most, yeah it varies. most people don't have right ten just sitting around to be able to do that on so it. so um, you know, I, I look at it, I look at your question in terms of the down payment. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah. again, assuming if it's, it was a VA loan and you're going to put some earnest money down, normally you get all or most of that back at closing mm -hmm. because VA is 100% financing. 
Yeah. But let's say it's a conventional or you're putting 20% down and you put down 5,000 in earnest, mm -hmm. that 5,000 applies toward your down payment. Right. So what the way I would look at it is, I mean, your question is, um, uh, should you offer more or less? Yeah. You know, it, it, I might ask if I'm the, on the buyer side, I might ask, Hey, do you have any other offers? Yeah. And it's like, no, we, the house has been on the market three weeks. Oh, okay. Well, it just, that may factor mm -hmm. into how much earnest money versus for in the seller's market, which we are, right. you know, if you have any offers, yeah, we have 20 offers. I'm like, okay, great. Well, you know, if you can find out from the listing agent to some degree, what's more important if you're mm -hmm. to, to the seller, the buyer may want to go in and not necessarily offer more, but yeah. they could make uh, the earnest money hard, which means they can make it non-refundable. Yeah. So they could say, hey, you know, um, we'll, we'll make this, you know, my buyer really wants this house and assuming that inspection's okay and we yeah. get past that hurdle, we agree to make an, you know, uh, subject contingent on inspection and we agree to make the earnest money hard at some point in the process, whatever. Yeah. And or offer, you know, appraisal comes into this too, but we're just talking about earnest right. money. It really depends. Earnest money to me so is... So maybe you could offer less but make it hard. You could, um, it, it all depends on what the seller, anything, we could come up with a million ideas. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's what the two parties mm -hmm. believe is valuable for them. Right, because some sellers would be like, well, they offered me the same amount as this other person, but they offered me more earnest money, so I think they're more, maybe more serious about it. Yes, absolutely. And it, it but at the same time, the, the, the contracts in Colorado, and you know this, they're all weighted to the buyer. Mm -hmm. The buyer can get out of the contract, especially if it's a, if it's an FHA or <laughs> if it's an FHA or VA loan. Yeah, they can get out of the contract up You're to protected. up to the close date, mm -hmm. and they're protected, and they get their earnest money back, yeah. unless the buyer's made it non-refundable, which they right. can do in an amend or, or in the contract, or whatever. Right. So, amount of earnest money, you know. It's a good negotiation. I, it depends. I don't know. I don't. I don't know to answer your question. I think it all depends. Answer? I think that's great, but it's a question yeah. that comes up a lot. So I don't know. I don't know. That's not how you answer it. I know. I know. But, 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 but I would want more uh, information. Yeah. And feel, on the, on the specifics of that situation. Yeah, and I mean, and most of the time, it's it's the negotiation. It's the art yeah. of the you know the art of, of negotiating and, and all that good stuff. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, consideration. It just so happens that it's money in the real estate contracts, right. but consideration could be a nice purse. Yeah, we could take out the earnest money section of the contract and 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 offer a coach purse. A coach purse instead. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You could hang on to that. Just that, kidding. That title. Okay, um, and then the last one we're going to talk about today is kind of a, a bigger one. Um, who should bigger than earnest money? Bigger than earnest money. I oh, think wow. earnest money is easy compared to. Okay. Because there's a lot more debate, I would say, on this. Who should attend inspection? So sometimes sellers think that they should attend inspection. Sometimes... If I was selling my house, I would not attend the inspection. But is but you know that. But some people don't. Well, if you're, if you're <laughs> selling... What's you the risk? You should not attend because... Remember, when you filled out as a seller, you filled out the seller property disclosure. Mm -hmm. and It's what you know... Yeah. known things about the property. Well, if you're sitting there in the inspection uh -oh. and you learn all these hundreds you know a of things lot that are more things. wrong with the house, you're, you're <laughs> obligated. One could argue that seller's obligated to, to re-disclose all that on a new seller's property disclosure yeah, going you know forward. As a listing agent, you don't want the buyer agent to send you the, the um, necessarily to send you the inspection report mm -hmm. because you have to re-disclose. Yeah. You have to. 
because the, the seller, you know, the seller has, has, is in receipt of all those things yeah. that are wrong with the house that they maybe didn't know about. Yep. So, oh no, I would not want to be there if I was the seller because I'm going to be honest and disclose everything that I know. Right. And we recommend to our sellers always disclose everything that you know. But I tell you what, not all inspectors are created equal. And yeah. sometimes they'll come up with stuff and you're like, what? Yeah. And they, they, to answer your they question. They don't want to hear your backstory on it or try, right. trying to explain things away. And, 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 and here's the thing. Here's the other part to answer your question. If I'm the buyer agent, mm-hmm. uh, there's two schools of thought. Mm-hmm. A lot of buyer agents don't want to be at the inspection either because they don't want to be in a position where they're in the middle and between the buyer and the inspector. Mm-hmm. Our job as agents is to recommend and refer. Yes. Recommend and refer. And make sure you're recommending what, what, really good yeah. inspectors. What might be comfortable for me to accept if I was buying the house mm-hmm. is is really truly irrelevant because it may not be something, if, 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 if I know that structural things can be solved and, and resolved with the structural engineer and the correct repairs, I may be like, okay, I'll fix that. Yeah. This our client may not feel that way at all. Right. So why would I insert myself into the mix with the inspector and the buyer right. um, and try to influence the buyer anyway? I don't want any part of that. I would just say, um, I, I over the years I've here's I just information. Here, here's a great here's a list of great inspectors. Mm-hmm. You know, we respect these people. They're they're members of um, uh, you know different organizations. They do a lot of commercial inspections. They offer these other types of inspections. They're they're, they're right. experts. Right. And our job as agents is to refer you to those experts and let them tell you. And then we sit down afterward, look at the report and figure out, you know, yeah. uh, Mrs. Byer, what, what would you like to do? The other piece of this and in, in the agent role, like, and you're just talking about, should you be there or not? Yeah. And, and I'm saying it's, a, it, I, it's okay to be there yeah. as the buyer agent. Um, there's nothing wrong with being there. I just wouldn't sit there. I wouldn't give opinions. Right. I just would so not give very opinions. Careful. Yeah, there's about no point. What you say. You're, you're, they're, the buyer's hiring the inspector to do mm-hmm. their job. Let's let them be a professional. And just right. like we would never recommend, we'd never give tax advice to a seller or a buyer. We'd say, oh, I've got these, these three CPAs that are great that yeah. our clients have used or that we've used. You know, you're, you're called call them. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. So I think um, I did go to, I've been to a couple of inspections. Um, first of all, when you're when you're newer and if you haven't been through an inspection before, I think as a new agent, it's yeah. it's good for you to experience yes. Yes. what it's like and what they're looking for and get an idea of, of that piece of it. So getting Absolutely. more information on that. Um, and You're just not there to run in interference or right. offer opinions. And the, yes. the experienced inspectors will tell you, I'm going to, I'm going to treat this. We're going to treat this house the same as I do any other house. Yeah. Um, I can remember deals where the house practically, it was in the middle of a renovation. Yeah. And, you know, one of our inspectors, great inspector, he went through and he, he literally, and the house wasn't finished. Right. So he his, noted his all report, his report had everything. Yeah, everything that wasn't done. He yet. didn't hold back, and I don't think you know. At, at the same time, uh, I'm, I'm interrupting you, but no, um, just let them do their job and. Yeah. So I think that's an instance that you can be there. I did have a um, a seller, allegedly, or maybe a an alleged agent, seller, an alleged seller, possibly a listing agent who encourages their <laughs> sellers to do this who required me to be at the full inspection, which I thought was a little odd. 
not your it's it's your decision yeah it was a little agent, odd put that in writing or just ask you over the phone or uh no they said that my seller insists that you are there for the entire inspection oh, not necessary so i did it because i had time it was winter yeah, i mean you could and you, i liked my i liked my buyer clients you so know you're who nice. you are you guys are fun to hang out with you're, you're nice <laughs> you, you you uh you know, you, you, you keep the deal it, together. It worked all right you for work, me. Yeah, I like to out. keep the relationships going. Absolutely. So, um, otherwise, what I do, it's kind of a compromise because I do think uh, it's good to kind of bridge, bridge things. And so mm -hmm. I go and I meet the inspector. I meet my client. I say, hey, great to see you. Usually it's an inspector I've seen a lot. And, mm -hmm. you know, I'm like, hey, good to see you again. Here's so-and-so. Wonderful. Okay, so here's, you know. Here's what we're going to be doing. Here's your time. This is your time to be in the house for the longest period of time you're going to be in the house before you move in. So this is a great time to think about where you're going to place your furniture. This is a great time to learn about how the appliances work because the inspector is going to run all of the appliances for you. It's a good time to ask questions about things that maybe you've never seen in another house that are looking kind of different here and not different bad but just different mm -hmm. um but the inspector is there to really you're, you're actually helping your buyer think about what questions they can ask the inspector yes. that's that seems that seems logical it's just a matter of um that's not opinions no no that's no, just, no. That's just i'm being just helpful. guiding them just being helpful before yeah. i take off here's what you want to think about and the inspector is going to um they're gonna it's it, they're gonna dissect this house they're gonna go through it and they're gonna point out every little thing that really could be fixed or repaired. And some of those things are gonna be a bigger concern to you than others. Mm -hmm. And you'll be able to ask them questions and find out, is that a big deal? Is that expensive? Is that something, you know, worth depending on the They need to make that call. Yes. That's what my only point with all of my brand exactly. before is they need to they need to make they that call. They need to make that call, but just to let them know ahead of time that not everything he points out is big and most inspectors will tell you, okay, now this this is yeah. a big deal. Structural, mechanical, plumbing, you know, mm -hmm. safety issues, foundation. And things, on that report. Big, big things. Those yeah. will just jump out on the report. And they'll be usually in a key section on the top of the report. So it's like, mm -hmm. you know what? The rest of this is probably most likely for most people going to be a honey-do list. Well, what we've. The key things are going to be at the at the top. And, and right. you, well, yeah. what and we've seen, what we've yeah. seen is the sellers normally won't want to fix a bunch of cosmetic problems. No, they especially in this market. And so right. really you look at even those key things, like if there's 10 or 13 things in that top section, mm -hmm. you really might only be addressing three to five of them. Yeah. It's not like you get the give the seller that list and say fix all this because they they're probably not going to. It's it's a uh, it's an it, yeah the form is an object with inspection objection so mm -hmm. it's a it's sort of like a request. Yeah. Hey seller, do you want to do this? And so it's, it's the second negotiation in yeah. the deal. And the more you and the seller the seller can say no. If you if you keep it. it reasonable into the really key you know mm -hmm. safety and security mm -hmm. and high level expense things that really need to be addressed yeah. Yeah. or maybe looked at further, mm -hmm. those. You, those are going to be the ones that they'll be like, oh, okay, yeah. Usually, reasonable yeah, because, people. And usually, understand. if I'm representing the buyer, I'll say, look, these issues are going to come up with you again. Yeah. And and by the way, we're going to send you. I'm going to send you the inspection. Yeah, you're report. going to have the report. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. No. I don't know. I don't do that. I actually. I anyway. But uh, it's, I really don't. Do so that. I think what what I like to do is I like to be there and I like to educate them. That was weird. That was weird. I, I, think like, I ran into the. I oh, the thing here. Yeah. Um, and 
I, I like to just educate them about what's about to happen because it can right. be very overwhelming and nerve-wracking. You're in the house for three hours. You're seeing sure. all of these like things, and it starts feeling a bit much. But if you realize... I just remembered something. Yeah. Um, we recommend different inspectors because we've worked with them for several years. Mm -hmm. But not all inspectors are created equal, just like mm -hmm. not all agents are created equal in terms of their professional standards. Mm -hmm. I mean, just make sure on a basic level that your, that your home inspector is insured. Yes. Because the buyer's responsible for what's going on during that inspection. You get I've actually you had I've actually had an inspector, it's a complete accident, but I've actually had an inspector fall through a roof as he was inspecting the attic. The buyer's on the hook for things like that. Yes. Now, luckily, that house was a total fixer-upper, and they were going to rip everything out anyway. So we got lucky. But mm -hmm. the, the home inspector needs to be insured. Mm -hmm. So if anything does happen, the buyer's protected. Yeah. You know. Anyway, I just want to throw that no, out there. No, it's so, it's so true. Don't Oh, and another thing I just thought things. of. Yeah. Um, insured uh, and also do does the... What's the breadth of experience of the inspector? How long have they been mm -hmm. doing it? Do they do other inspections? Do they do radon? Do they do mm -hmm. uh, mold inspections? Can they, you know, do they, how, what, if they don't do it, that's fine, but do they have a network of people that, you know, to call they have that done? To do that. So many inspectors keep the ones who are learning all the time, they mm -hmm. keep adding uh, certifications and things like that to yeah. their. Um, they want to grow yeah, and they, what they're able to. Yeah, and those are the types of inspectors that we that we like to work with, right. the, the knowledgeable folks. Exactly. So, no, I don't uh, I don't attend the full inspection, but I do a little intro, mm -hmm. make sure everybody's comfortable and, and knows okay. what's going to be happening. And then you may run, you, you may kind of have to run off to another appointment I or something. I usually don't have time to stay for three hours, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Or that's just the absolutely. gist of it. So, um, yeah, that's, but the buyers should be there. I think that's one thing we should talk about. Oh, yeah. The, the buyer, buyer should, should be, be there. I had a buyer ask me um, last month, do yeah. I need to be an inspection? And I'm like, you really should be there. Because yeah. it's kind of, to me, it's kind of like um, email versus an in-person conversation. When you get a report like that, and it's a yeah. big report, and you just see a laundry list scary. of things, it's terrifying. Yeah. If you get the intonation and the, you're able to ask additional questions, they might ask you know you, what's they, important and what's not really a big deal but needs to be noted on the report. Inspectors have to list everything. Yes. But you can sit, they can sit there and ask the inspector while it's going through, you know, oh, the inspector might say, oh, you just need to do X, Y, and Z. This is a $5 part this of This is a $10 tool. thing. This is a, fit, you know. Yeah. And, and it's very helpful. Because to, to, we tend to overestimate how much something is going to cost mm -hmm. when we see a repair a lot of times. Little things, like, we, I wouldn't know that that would, you know, to insulate this one pipe would just be a $3 mm -hmm. thing from Home Depot. If I saw a pipe needs insulated, you know, it might mm -hmm. cause me to panic a little bit and think, oh my gosh, mm -hmm. look at all this money that I'm going to be putting out mm -hmm. as soon as I get this house. And mm -hmm. and also, you can find out what is a have to do now versus down the road. Mm -hmm. Just try and make right. sure that you get this done. So there's there's no such thing as a perfect house. No. So, if, you know, and, and that's just... Even a brand new house. I've heard that some of the... Oh man, I spent a lot of money like, on, my, on our brand new house yeah. to get it going because the, the builder went bankrupt yeah and then we had to finish a lot of things and so you just never yeah. you just I've heard never inspectors know. say that sometimes the brand new houses have the most things that yeah. they're finding that need a fix so anyway um i think that was a pretty good discussion on inspection in general and who should attend and what you should be looking for okay. um 
<clears throat> if you would like to get more information on buying or selling, or, selling. or more information on inspections, I guess. Um, or more information yeah. on the value of their home, even if they're not oh, yeah. even if they're not in the market. All right, yeah, we can do that. Yeah, we can do Love that. it. Um, Please email us at info at peakrealtyhomes.com or you can go to our website, peakrealtyhomes.com and reach out and get more information from us. We're very available. Any more questions? Absolutely. Yep. Thanks. Thanks so much. Have a great day. Bye.